It's that time again. Another episode of The Bunt brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding, Vans. With Johnny Layton coming on the show this week, you know we're talking the Slip-On Pro Classics. The Slip-On Pro Classic, upgraded for enhanced performance, features sturdy canvas uppers, ultra cush HD sock liners, and if you thought I wasn't going to mention that Duracap, you're out your mind, because the Slip-On Pros have unrivaled durability. But don't take it from me and Donald's soft ass. Jay Lay, you got something to tell the people? It's not easy being the general of the Switch Tray gang, but with Van Slip-On Pros, just makes everything so much easier. And now, live from Studio E, The Bunt with Safer and Donovan. Yo, say, yo, how you feel about this week's show, my dog? I do up the... <laughs> you do up the what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can't stop, won't stop. We back and we fucking halfway through the goddamn season already. What the hell's going on? So we got the machine behind us these days, my dog. <laughs> Real shit. I'm D Jones. He's the ghost. As always, Ants one behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. Still. Man. It's last minute week, but what we pop off for the people, man. Uh, you know we had to get what I didn't realize was, you know what I'm saying, basically a blood brother to me. Oh, God. Johnny Layton, my new main man still, Switch Trade Gang, Lakers Gang. It's a mad thing in these streets, B. Then we taking you to the post office, and then you know what it is. Rundown, baby. Yeah, your and uh, Johnny Layton's uh, relationship was uh, flourishing throughout the interview. Until the rapid fire where it took a turn for the worse. You know, one of my personal favorite worst companies. Uh, y'all have to wait till you get there. But as always, make sure to send in them emails to thebuntlive at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook at The Bunt. And definitely hit up the most poppin' Instagram there is. Thank you to Ben Patterson shouting us out at The Bunt Live. Let's get it, man. Yeah, Transworld recognized thing. Check out. Major respect. The man cut his hair looking fresher than ever, Ben P. We love you, dog. Always make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. Hit us with them five-star ratings. You know, we love the reviews. People like to say nice things about us sometimes. <laughs> Makes us feel good, you know. Not all, uh, not these guys coming at us in the uh, in the post office, that's for sure. So like we said, Johnny Layton on the show this week. My dog, I know why you wanted to bring him on here. Talk about your switch trays. But, uh, Talk about his switch trays. Yeah, you try to put some <laughs> of yours in there too. But found out he's a big basketball fan, and my uh, my love just grew for him even more. Hey, man, straight legend. He's a year or two older than us, so definitely paid attention to his career start to finish. And as you'll find out, it's not really over. He's still popping them switch trays like it ain't a thing. But uh, Real G loved his parts, loved his swag over the years, and... Uh, it's an honor and a privilege to get to know him a little better. Let's get into the interview. All right, let's get this party started. Very happy to have Johnny Layton on the show this week. What's going on, my man? Uh, just uh, hanging off my little girl. Just got off work. Um, trying to watch game seven. <laughs> I think everyone is, man. I know. I'm surprised. I'm surprised you guys wanted to do the show, considering it's Game Seven. You're like, 
Oh, I'll just have to mute it and having them going on in the background. So it, the show can't stop, though, man. Yeah, sometimes we have games on in the background, but this is the first time our guest has the same game on in the background. <laughs> it feels a little bit better, man. Yeah. So uh, now oh, that yeah. we know you're a sports fan, hit us with uh, your favorite sports moment and your favorite skate moment as well. I was at this game and it was Dwayne Wade and Kobe going at it, like just the whole game. And I think it was like eight point game or something with like a minute left. This is probably like three, four seasons ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Heat missed like a couple free throws. And then we hit a three. And then it was like missed free throws. And then Kobe hit that bank shot three at the buzzer over Wade. Oh. And that was like, for, for me, I was like, all right, dude, the game's over. I start walking down. And I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll wait. Gotta wait. And then it got close. And then he hit that shot. And it was like, Damn. Pandemonia, wow. you know, like I watched that game live as if you were actually there. Sorry, I mean like I watched yeah. it on TV. But that's insane. Yeah, was just, that was a good game to go to. It was a random like last minute game where we were like, Oh, let's just go. So I think that was uh two thousand ten and I think Kobe hit like eight game winners that season. Jesus. Yeah. It was it already yeah, like seven years ago already. <laughs> yeah, that was that was an epic one in Dwayne Wade's face too. God damn. Yeah. Poor guy. Uh, what about favorite skate moment? I don't know if you can pick like one skate moment. You know, like trying to think of what I've seen go down in person that was just mind blowing. I did watch Trapasso, like big spin flip, the double set on the hill in San Pedro, first try. Jesus. Like we went there. He tried backside big spin a bunch. Then he tried big flip on flat ate shit and then went up there and big flipped it first try wow and we were like this dude is just a magician what double set is that it's that five flat five that's up on the hill in san pedro it's called uh i forget the name of the school it's under the roof right antoine nolly front shove yeah exactly yeah that's insane that clip was so butter didn't suffer the joy so uh where did you come up and uh how'd you get into skating I grew up skating in Lake Elsinore, California. It's like like South IE, out by like Temecula, Marietta. I moved to Marietta when I was in high school, so I kind of that's kind of more what I claim, I guess. I got into skating just through like neighborhood kids. Like I raced BMX when I was younger and played baseball, and everyone just got skateboarded at some point, so I just picked it up. I like mowed lawns until I got enough money to get like a board. Sick. and then like damn got like trucks from like a friend and just got like kind of just like hand-me-down setup you know That's you do funny. look like chima this shit's funny <laughs> <laughs> twins man i wish i had the same skills yeah dude that dude's amazing speaking of chima he's another member of the switch tray gang but as we all know you're the switch tray gang general or whatever the highest ranking in the uh, military is. Uh, when did you fall in love with the switch tray? Arto's part in Sorry. I think, like, he does that one down this double set in a line. Yeah. He's wearing, like, SX- SXLs, like, and just the way he did it, and I was just like, fuck, I need to learn how to do that trick. And then we had a three block at the skate park in Marietta, and I was just like, I think I just started trying it down that, and I just figured out it was easier than, like, for me to do a switch tray than a regular tray flip down stuff down stuff at least like i get a regular tray flip on flat and like probably a five stair but like i can't tray flip anything bigger than that but switch tray it's like i feel like if i can ollie it i can switch tray it. 
<laughs> I don't I don't know. That's what? just like oh. that trick. That trick just like works in my head. I don't, a lot of people always ask me like, oh, what, what's the trick? And I'm like, you have to pop off the tail. Like I, do, I don't turn my board around for switch tray. I just I always just go right off the tail and I don't know. You just do like the the kick out with the front and you curl up the back. And then it works. It just make them look spicy. Works. You do yours off the nose though, right? Yeah, that's funny. Until you said the thing about you can switch tray anything, you can ollie. <laughs> I was I felt like I was listening to myself talk because you know, no, no, just about you know I can't tray flip for shit. You can't do tray flips. I tray flip flat as well. I tray flipped the skate park six stair back in the day. Shout out to me. Do you do all your switch switch tricks off the off the tail? Or just the tray? No, I'll pop. I'll do switch tray off the tail. I do switch flip off the nose. I do switch pop shove it off the nose. Okay. Yeah, it's like the only trick that I do off the tail that's, that's switch. Maybe that. Maybe that's what I got to do to get the switch tray going. Yeah, you definitely need something. <laughs> I need to switch. I don't it know. Up. I don't know. I, I don't know what it was because uh, <laughs> like every. I don't know where I I started doing it like that. You know, I think maybe because I thought that like doing a regular tray flip. You just had to do a switch tray flip that way, and it just made sense of like the scoop and the motion. But yeah, I forever have just always gone switch tray off the tail. Word. So that's like when people do ask, like, "Well, how do you do them?" And I'm like, "Just pop it off the tail." It's like all I can really tell you. You just kind of like it just goes. I don't have to try. That's that what's out. up. Well, other than your own masterful switch tray, who has your favorite switch tray in the game? That's a good question. Ah. There's so many people doing this that tricks down gnarly shit now. Um, I don't know, Stevie, like that one, he just has like a, there's one in a line that he does. Stevie, Arto, for sure, Arto. Uh, this sounds random, but like Nate Broussard, there's like oh, one damn. switch tray that stands out in my mind from like so long ago. Damn, I don't know. Um, that was a, he was a steezy. Yeah, he had great style. Um, Sammy Winter has the best switch tray photo I've ever seen. That Sammy one down Winter? That, yeah, down the three stair or the, the double the set. Double set. Uh, you know what? Like hands down, like the most powerful one is Ave. Like oh, okay. he has he has the one. That's like that's pure you wanna, power and speed. If you want to do a switch tray proper, full speed, and like make an impact on just a flat ground trick in a line, that's the dude. So it's a manly switch Ave. tray. Yeah. I don't know. He does the the switch manual switch tray. Oh yeah, I don't understand that. That, that doesn't make sense for me. He popped it like nicer than my switch tray <laughs> on fly. <laughs> it's so good. Of all the ones you've done, what was your favorite? My favorite of yours was a random old one. It was in your Hot Wheels in four one one, down a three block. It was fucking insane with the front foot catch of pain. But uh, <laughs> which one was your favorite? You know what's funny about that one? is uh that was like right when i started really learning them that three block we're there and i'm on a toy machine trip and all that footage that from that hot wheels thing was like stuff that we just kind of had left over after like good and evil so like i knew i wouldn't use that stuff so i was like all right just put it away and then we'll figure out what to do with it and it went into that hot wheels thing but uh at that spot we show up and it's like ba p rod Mike Carroll, I think, was there. It was just like Rick Howard, the whole girl squad was all there skating. And Rick Howard is sitting there and he's acting like he's playing like PlayStation and he's watching like a P Rod skate and he's like kickflip up, down, <laughs> left, right, whatever, XX. And uh, he rifled off. Paul did like 
switch or do a regular switch regular switch probably did like every trick textbook first try didn't miss anything like first 20 minutes of being there he's sick it's super random him and i are actually related through marriage like my wife has a half sister and her half half brother is paul so like fourth of july this past uh in 2016 we went to his house for fourth of july and i'm like hanging out and like a bunch of like primitive dudes start showing up and they're like what the fuck are you doing here's like (laughs) shane o'neill and like nick tucker and all these guys and they're like what i'm like yeah dude me and paul are like brother-in-laws half brother-in-laws and then like it our daughter just uh she was like playing with heaven and all the other kids in the pool then all of a sudden there was like commotion and i'm like what what's going on oh charlie pooped in the pool i was like i'll never forget that dude (laughs) charlie you pooped in uncle paul's pool on fourth of july (laughs) hell yeah that's pretty funny but paul's paul's a good dude i wish i got to like go skate with him uh more often every night we don't see each other too much but he's up in the valley and then um i don't get to skate as much as i as much as i used to so it's like work and then daddy and then it's like bedtime and then repeat so it's like i get i get like that saturday or sunday where i'm like all right i just need to go skate i have like the itch i just need to be on my board before Mm -hmm. i start freaking out turn up so uh we got sidetracked a little which one's your favorite personal switch tray you've ever done carl's bad probably because i I think it just meant uh, the most to like at that time for me and the session like i had like brand new setup brand new shoes oh god trapasso's with me met up with burnett and joe krolik was filming and we just like got to the spot I didn't ollie it. I just started trying to switch tray it. Damn. But that was like the second time I'd gone back. I went there randomly, like we were right by it. And I was like, hey, let's just go check out the gap. And I like did like, I think like a, a tuck knee or something down it. And I tried switch tray and we got kicked out like right away. So when I went back with Burnett and all those guys, Trapasso hard flipped it. I think right after I switched tray flipped it, it was like back to back. Either back to back or it was like the very next try. Damn. But um, that switch tray was like the first one I landed on. I just I landed and I was like, "Fuck!" I should have <laughs> curved. I wanted to go up the pathway, but I think I was too freaked out that I was like rolling away. That I just rolled into the grass and was like, "All right, I'll, I'll take that." Like, hell yeah. hell yeah, that's crazy. But switch tray is like, I just I just want to keep that one as long as I can switch tray. I'll be stoked. <laughs> Fucking, I'll give up like every other trick just to like keep that one. Yeah, it, it feels the best. Dude, yo. It, Yo, I trust like me. Talking to two safers here. Switch tray gangs are a real thing, man. Dude, it's it's the best feeling trick. I don't know. It's a real family. <laughs> Switch tray family. Gotta keep it going. So, uh, four one one had some serious influence in its heyday. You came out hot with your four one one Hot Wheels section. Do you think that part jump started your career? No. Uh, no, I I feel like that was just kind of like I just had extra footage and threw it into four and one. What? I feel like I feel like four and one was just like at that point it wasn't what it was when I was a kid, you know. So I feel like it didn't make the impact like it would have if it would have came out in like ninety six to ninety nine. But I think Good and Evil was like the the part that like jumped everything for me. 
did that which one came out first I, i'm pretty sure the hot wheels did yeah that's where the confusion was because yeah it sounds like you were those were leftovers from good and evil but like dudes like me and donovan in canada we hadn't like really heard of you until we saw the 411 so for us that was like our first glimpse and i cherished the uh-huh. ones i always like yeah but now that you mention it that was one of the last ones ever it was like issue like 65 or 66 or something yeah it was up there so they need to make that like they need to like do a whole digital someone like, put them set. all on youtube like every last one is available on youtube that's sick it's pretty dope suffer the joy instant classic you nailed it with the curtains part hammers left right and center but uh, the young legend Nick Trapasso also went off. Can you take us behind the scenes on some of those sessions with Nick? Yeah, he uh, he lived with me the whole time he filmed that part, so I got to see like day in and day out of like what like his process of like life and preparing <laughs> for a trick. And he was just like sleeping in our back room, and there was like weed growing back there, and he was just like this little like koala like he would just like sleep smoke eat like eat healthy drink smoothies like and he was like on such a good like uh just regimen that he would go out and there'd be times where he'd go out and he'd come back and be like what up and he was just like oh i got that clip like you were gone like that and he was just like (laughs) got his clip and was like out back to the house just to chill (laughs) damn um, business but like that, like that big flip up on the hill on the double set, like just seeing him do that first try, like struggling to big spin it, but it was easier for him to big flip it, or like like the hard flip at um, Carlsbad Gap, like it was just like dude, just so fluid. Everything everything he did, and still when you see him skate, it's all within three tries. It's like he'll he just has that that touch and like something special about him that like it's so natural. He just. If he thinks he can do it, he he's not does. too fried. Then he's, he's <laughs> able. He's able to do it. You know. Yeah, he was on fire. Fucking in in those days. Were those actually his pajamas or what was popping? It seemed like he was wearing pajamas that whole video part, half asleep. I think they were Vulcan pants. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure they were. Like just like that sleepwalking part, and he's skating in pajamas pretty much. Like yeah. he couldn't beat it. Paddington Bear. And like when when that part came out, it was like. I remember watching it before the premiere and being like, dude, people are going to freak the fuck out when they see this. This is too good. Yeah. And the the best part about that was that he kind of like fell off the map in terms of like, unless you were friends with him from bootleg 3000, like he was like a fucking little baby on a board and then didn't hear about him for a while. And then he just fucking exploded with that part. It was epic. Yeah. Cause in between bootleg and toy machine, like I think he was getting like Santa Cruz boards or something random. And, um, we, he went on a Vans trip because he, he rode for Vans and we went to Australia. And that's when I was like, hey, dude, like, if you want to try and, like, get toy machine boards, like, I'll put in the word or whatever. Come stay with me in Long Beach. And it was like, all right. As soon as that trip was, like, done and over with, he, like, came out from Arizona and just crashed with me. And the rest is just history. Like, he filmed that stuff, the joy part in probably four months. Jeez. Like, four, four, I'd say, like, four or five months, like, tops. And it was just like him going out and like not planning things out. Switch flip down that 13, the cover, the skateboarder cover, his foot is like yeah, flicked out. Oh my God. Uh, watching that go down. I think that one was first try as well. First or second try. So proper. <laughs> Fuck, that's, that's dope. 
Actually, I just remembered he had like a couple clips in uh, Filmbot files. Filmbot files, yeah. That was like mm-hmm. the only sighting of Nick Trapasso between bootleg and Suffer the Joy that I remember. It was like that Antoine yeah. Dixon effect just exploded overnight. Dude, I, I remember seeing Antoine at like the crew warehouse, like when he was like just that kid that no one knew about and the shit he was doing at that time. I was like, we all knew like it was just a matter of time before this dude just blew up and it was like that, that Baker three part oh. is wow. <laughs> That's still like hands down. That'll go down as one of the best parts. Other people have their opinions about Antoine, but just that dude, it's effortless and it's natural. And it's like, he has a gift, man, and it's skateboarding. And as long as he keeps skating when he's like, not either like locked up or like just partying, like I love seeing him on like a day where he's, you know, psyched on skating. For sure. Twan's Twan's the shit. And they they gave him that Biggie song that was like fucking perfect match to the skating. Big candy. Yeah. The Vans video comes out, no Johnny Layton part, shortly after the barracks release, what would have been your part, I guess? It was definitely a barn burner, that's for sure. Uh, Were you bummed it didn't make it into the Vans video? Yeah, I was super bummed. But that's, like, part of, like, business and skateboarding. You know, like, my contract came up, and it didn't get re-signed. And I had all that footage, but it was kind of like, hey, man, Sorry, just it's it's just not gonna happen. So, Greg Hunt's awesome, super cool. You need your footage, take it. Like you want to go take it elsewhere, and try and like shop yourself around, like try and get. Because at that point, it was like, I got this full video part. I could go take it and go try and get on some other shoe company. Or at that point, it was the same week that Toy Machine told me, like, hey, it's time. We're not gonna put your board out again you're off the team it was like within wow. three days three days of each other so i was like all right what what am i gonna do um and charlie was like three months old so i was like all right i gotta get a job or like try and like go to another company but i rode for vans my whole career and like that's just my family and i was just loyal to that brand for so long that i was like there's what i get an extra year three years, five years as like a paid professional skateboarder and like make okay money or like do something else. And like fans was cool enough to be like, hey, you know what, take your footage, do what you want to do with it. We're gonna like hook you up severance pay. Like, you know, six months from now, your contract will really be up, be a six month contract. And then uh, from there, it's like, you gotta figure your own shit out. So six months to the day, dude, they hired me at Vans offered me this job to do like kind of grassroots events uh, under Steve Van Dorn so I couldn't come up on a better opportunity than that that's amazing you know like skateboarding it's time is like unless you're a very like few percent you know of like the Aves or the Costins or that kind of skateboarder it's kind of hard to think like I'm 31 right now can I make it to 40 and keep making that money and keep producing like what I was when I was 21, you know, or 25 or when the video came out or my barracks part came out when I was 30. So I didn't, I didn't want to risk it. I got, I got a family to take care of and I was just like, fuck it. I want to skate and have fun and enjoy it for what it is and not have to rely on getting footage and getting photos and spending so much time on the road that I don't get to spend time with my family. 
I was like, I'm just going to take it. And it's been like the best move that I made my entire career was like walking away from skateboarding as a pro and kind of turning the page and like becoming more of like someone in the industry. But still like I'll go and skate the demos with all the guys, all set up the event which so like we'll go on like a vans pro skate tour i'll like make sure the the permits are pulled for the parks coordinate like everything with the shops and then i like show up set everything up and people are like the fuck is this dude doing here (laughs) and like none of the rest of the guys are there and then it's like setting up like posters for assigning whatever all right jam over to the park set the tents up get everything going pa like and then just start like you know hyping kids up and then like dudes show up and then kids are like are you gonna skate with them i'm like yeah fuck yeah i'm just trying to get my shit done first (laughs) and then i'll skate the demo with the guys and then it's like gotta get the switch tray in there and then as soon as that i'm like all right i got my switch tray and i run over and start you know just like giving shit to the kids hanging out and just like still being a professional skateboarder but being more of like a positive influence on the kids and um just kind of being there and existing with all the rest of the guys and it's funny for them like for chima or like dan Liu or any of those guys are like how how the fuck are you and matt b skating this demo right now and then you guys are still working like not being pros you go to the office every day and it's just like yeah man like real life shit (laughs) not all of us are like you know still in the game like getting paid to skate so when you got a family you got to just make the call and i made that call and it was best one i could have done so wow man that's actually amazing that's fucking that's the dream right there because obviously like you said can only do it for so long till your body's fucking gives out on you or yours hasn't but like i don't know obviously it's got to come to an end and my shit sucks right now man (laughs) like i i like just got on the i just got back from this trip so we went out to denver and vance does this custom culture thing with this high school and they like personalized and customized these vans and they were the first school to do it 10 years ago. So we did this event for them. And then Steve Van Doren's like, I have the RV there. I need you to drive it back to California. So I drive this 40 foot long, 13 and a half foot tall RV from Denver to California. And um, we're at Denver Park and we're just skating with the kids, giving shoes out, just giving like, you know, wax, grip, like random promo items that we make. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna skate for a little bit. Dr- like, rolled into the bowl. I was like, just back disaster in the deep, locked up straight to the flat, oh. and like my hip, my hip's been like a grapefruit for like over a week. So I'm just like, I'm good, not skating right now. Drive home with that thing, dude. The, the whole rest of the trip, and then we got to Havasu, and I'm like skating with the kids, and they're like, this kid's like, oh, can you? S- no, I don't think anyone switch trade the three block. I'm like, fuck, okay. <laughs> All right, I, I got this. Let me roll around for a little bit. And then I, I, got, I switched right to three block and real life. So I was like, hell yeah, guys. All right, I'm going to go ice my hip. Take Advil. Legend. Switch trait general. Jesus. Even God, he's hurt, dude, man. I got I to gotta keep it going. I wonder if I'll be like able to switch tray when I'm like Alva's age. You know, like Alva's, I think, 60. Hey man, I'll shoot you. A, I'll shoot you a text or whatever the technology is. Then we'll see who's still switch train. Guys, what are you eating? Popcorn. They're eating popcorn. I like popcorn. I know you do. <laughs>
got a camping trip coming up soon. Do you know what to wear on our next outdoor adventure? Well, lucky for us, the good folks at Brixton have introduced the all-terrain collection with features like quick-dry nylon ripstop, durable two-way stretch, a reversible stow pocket, custom dry bag, and knot tying book. Our all-terrain shorts will have you covered for land and sea. So you're saying I can play basketball at Trinity Bellwoods, skate Dunbat Skate Park, hop in the swimming pool, and chill by the campfire all in the same shorts? You bet your ass you can with the transport cargo short and the prospect service short in the wise words of Kevin Garnett, anything is possible. Well, hot damn, sign me up for a pair. Get yours in store or online at Brixton.com. So you mentioned it a little bit, but uh, you seem like a toy machine lifer. What's the story behind the breakup with uh, toy? I think just the change of the guard. I think they they just they had a couple like Blake Carpenter, Jeremy Labras, uh, dudes returning pro, and I think they just saw like my skating kind of coming down. But which was funny because it was at the same time I had all that footage for Propeller, so. It was, I think, just a miscommunication. I think, like, the Toy Machine filmer at the time, Kevin Barnett, I think he just thought I wasn't skating, and Ed listened to him, and it was kind of like, I have this part, but you guys, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened, man. It was just kind of like, time's up. Sorry, you're just not doing enough. And, like, it wasn't like, we're going to cut your pay and you're still on the team. It was like, you're off the team. So... Honestly, I, I have no idea like where things went south there. Maybe it was like mine and Leo's relationship with each other. We're friends, but it's not like we're not hitting each other up to hang out. But everyone else, like dude, I've I always had a good relationship with, and I don't I don't know what happened, but everything happens for a reason, you know. And it was like uh, I kept riding toy machine boards because I just felt weird riding anything else, and then I got in some weird like mindset where I was like, oh, I'll try skating shapeboards. So I like, I don't know, I was like psyched on a welcome board that I got at Furnace. I went and bought it the first time I'd bought a board in like forever. And <laughs> bought this welcome. Where does this come from? I don't know. Bought this welcome board and uh, skating around one day seeing Daniel Vargas and he's like, dude, why are you riding welcome boards? And I was like, I don't know. I thought it was a sick shape and sick graphic and I don't know. Just try it out. And he's like, if you need boards, like, you should just come in and get some. I was like, all right. So then I went in, started getting boards. And they're, like, trying to figure out, like, a shape for me. Because I was like, I only like popsicles. Like, and the, there was, like, this one shape that I was like, it's close enough. And then, like, over time, over time, I kind of had a conversation. Of like, maybe we'll do a guest board. Because I, I made it clear, like, I don't want to be on the team. Like, I don't want, I don't really want to be, like, a, a pro and have to, like, live up to those standards i kind of got something good going with vans right now and i'm just gonna go that route but i guess board sounds sick like i don't know you want me to like get footage or like film apart and i really didn't have time to to do that so it's kind of like hey we did a guest board we're friends <laughs> here's a here's a johnny layton board and uh it sold out in two days what? so i think they made they made i think they made like a 385 boards but 
yeah, they were gone like super quick. So I was like, damn, you know what? Like that's where I wanted to like maybe be like, Ed, come on, like <laughs> I could still have a board on the team. I could fucking skate the demos when you need me to. I'm just not gonna be able to get all that footage for you because I got the nine to five and then 24 hours a day with the little ones. So, but yeah, I just kind of did that and I'm still open to like, I think my the timing right now, it's hard because she's at such a young age and she's like daycare. So it's like, you know, the schedule's gnarly. But I think once she's in school and once we kind of like start getting things set and my wife can maybe take a couple more days off of work, and she's done with school then like i can get back on the horse and like start getting footage and because there's been like times where i've like thought about maybe starting a board company maybe doing something fun with my friends and like not everyone's making money off board companies you know everyone's making their, sh- their money off of everything like else like apparel or shoes yeah so maybe i just get some get some good friends together that are fucking ripping dudes that don't have board sponsors and there's quite a few of them right now yeah so i mean i don't know it's, it's a possibility is something that I'd be interested in doing. I just think like the time is wrong right now. I think it'll just like come to me naturally where I'm like, all right, I'm doing this. And then go switch Trey Wallenberg and just come back in with some heat. <laughs> That's the one thing that like I haven't like gave up on is like I do think I could switch Trey Wallenberg because I've had it under my feet at that back to the Berg contest. Damn. And I fucking kicked, I kicked it away. And Phelps, every time I see him, he doesn't let me live it down. He's always like reminding me of like, fucking had it. It was right fucking there. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, I know. And then like we kind of started the conversation recently of like, dude, maybe we plan a trip up there. Maybe we get the ramp, and maybe yeah. we just go switch tray it and just don't fucking tell anyone, and then just have it come out. That's a That's- guaranteed cover everything's so instant now that it's like i almost want to fuck with everyone and just like just post it on instagram and just be like single clip. here you go <laughs> yeah just one just one clip like have the dudes at thrasher cover it yeah. but then just uh just put it out as an instagram clip just like here you go that nope. is the era we live in <laughs> actually yeah damn that would be serious that'd, that'd be you got to do it before fucking one of one of the robots of this era does it dude Shane O'Neill, Nolly Back Heel. That oh. does not make any sense. I cannot fucking believe how how good he did that shit too. It was just like perfect. So we read somewhere that you would uh bounce mid session to go watch basketball games. Something we That's do all funny. the time. Uh any truth to that? And if so, we over here at Studio we fucks with you even more. <laughs> yeah, that's that's for sure true. Like when there's like <laughs> the playoffs were on, Lakers were in it, I was like, all right game's on at five i got like an hour to get home in traffic mid like session i'm like all right guys i gotta go <laughs> i don't know there, there wasn't times where I, like oh it's okay you got him there was never a time where like i'd be like mid trick or like be trying something and then be like oh we'll just come back but it was like definitely like i'd be like in pasadena like with dudes and be like i'm over this fucking spot i just want to watch the game i'm out that's amazing or a pro skater. So. I feel like uh, a lot of skaters probably wouldn't understand that too because we ask everyone what their favorite skate moment is every week and like no, like so many people are like, oh, I don't watch sports. So it's like kind of yeah. like weird, probably especially yeah. for you as a pro and you're like on a session. It's like, uh, where'd Johnny go? He went to watch the Lakers game. <laughs> but, but we fuck with you and we nah, fuck with that. It, yeah. 
I don't know. I I love skateboarding so fucking much. It's like the love of my life. But basketball, man, like, it's got a sweet spot in my heart. It's just something about it that it's not. I don't get the same feeling with like football and like even growing up playing baseball. Like I I don't really get the same feeling as I do like watching basketball. That's what's up, man. Lakers resurgence oh, soon. Not even close. Yeah, yeah. We we need we need help. Yeah, you got Lonzo Ball coming. Don't worry. Oh. And the big baller brand. <laughs> yeah, ball the ball bros. Hey, you need him on? Uh, she just wants to hang out at this point. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, let's keep it going. So you mentioned the Lakers are your team. They're my team too. Fuck yeah, Lakes, let's go. Uh, if you're Magic Johnson, what are you doing this off season to take the Lakers back to the promised land, aka the playoffs? Uh, it's gonna take more more than just one off season. No. <laughs> it's gonna take like, sorry, sweetie, you need to sit down. It's gonna take like years of picks and restructure. I don't know. I think it's you're just gonna have to get that one dude that's just like the KD or like your your Kobe or like you just have to randomly get that dude. I don't always believe in the one pick other than Kyrie, but like that two to five pick that's like i feel like there's something gold about that if you hit it you like, can hit it right yeah reggie you're tripping yeah. the one pick is always money case in point anthony bennett oh my god that might be the worst one pick ever <laughs> he just got cut from his uh his european team or wherever the hell he was playing dude i got to skate with Kyrie, so Damn. this is super what? random so like i went to i was like at woodward west and Yoon Sol from uh, Barracks calls me and he's like, yo, I know you're a huge basketball fan. You need to fucking come in now. And I'm like, what? What's going on? He's like, Kyrie Irving is coming to the Barracks. So I'm like, all right, I'm fucking leaving Woodward right now. I drove like 100 miles an hour. Uh, I think it was like two and a half hour drive straight to the Barracks. And then uh, I get there and he's not there. I'm like, what the fuck? And they're like, oh, he went to Nike Park. So we went to like that, I don't know, six and mill or something, whatever it was called, and skated with Kyrie, met him, like he was like rolling off like the ledges, like What? Grind fifty fifty in the ledges, like kinda just like basic shit. But then we went to the barracks after that, skated some more, and then he was like shooting hoops, filming random stuff and like he was a cool fucking dude. And he's just like a kid and he said he just like was a huge fan of like the barracks. Like that's just like kinda his out like his uh source uh, i guess for skateboarding and it was just something he he's just hyped on skating but it was crazy because the next day he fucking put like 42 points up on the clippers wow. and smoked them and i was like damn mid-season this dude is like skating at the fucking barracks like skating and i'm like uh you know and you know that's probably in his contract like no no, no. you know yeah. i think it was Kyrie's rookie season no way. Damn. So he was ollieing onto ledges and 50ing them or just riding onto them? He was like rolling off ledges and then like he could 50 50. I can't remember if like he was like kick flipping, but he was like doing ollies Damn. and like he can push. Like he can actually skate. What? And like uh, another dude that's like that is Steve Nash. I've seen Steve Nash at, uh, at Tempe Park. This is like probably 10, 11 years ago. But wow. Steve Nash skates. Uh, and then I saw in Tempe as well, not skating, but I got to, I got a photo of Grant Hill, so I was fucking super hyped oh. on that. <laughs> Legend. Wow, skating with Kyrie, that sounds so weird. 
Yeah, I was just skating right? with Kyrie yesterday. Dude. Uh, what are your Eastern and Western Conference predictions and then finals prediction? I'd love to see, like, uh, I'd love to see Wizards and uh, Cavs. I mean, but I'd like to see Wizards take out the Cavs. Hell and yeah. Probably play. Hell and, yeah. And, and then, uh, like, I, I'm a huge KD fan. Oh, like, no. I, yeah. Well, not up until the trade. Like, <laughs> or up until he went to Golden State, like, KD, like, oh, that, that's funny. So I went to Oklahoma City uh, for, like, a van signing, and I got a KD jersey. It was sick, like, a weird one, like a black and, like, orange one. And um, I went back on a trip to Kansas City, and I switched trade the, the big slant with that jersey on yo it's i remember like, that clip. that's probably that's probably one of my favorite photos just because of the jersey like that's what i was most psyched on was <laughs> wearing that jersey all the time but skating in it i fucked it up dude it's like it's all like the d and the u are like falling off and like part of 35 is falling off too oh. so oh man but um, you got a photo and a clip in a video so that's never going away yeah but katie i i'm a big big katie fan um but like Kobe and Jordan, those are like the two all times for me. So who do you like between the Spurs and the Warriors, though? I mean, I can't take the Spurs just because it's that struggle. Everyone's gonna struggle against them, and if you gotta play them, you're like, fuck. Popovich is like the best coach in the NBA, and you gotta go against Kawhi Leonard. And oh, is Kawhi good? I saw he like uh, rolled both his ankles. He's out game he's two, out. yo. He's tough, dude. Like, he'll come back. He's an IE dude, which is sick. Like, he comes from, like, 20 minutes from where I grew up. No way. Uh, I'll take I'll take Warriors over Spurs, and I'll take Wizards over Cavs, but I know that's not going to happen. It's going to be <laughs> it's gonna be Cavs and Warriors. But I'm definitely I'm not, I'm not going to want the Cavs to win that. Uh, I mean, it's, I, think, I think the next uh, I think the next three years, it's going to be the Cavs and Warriors back to back to back. It's just going to keep happening. It's going to be that Boston and LA uh, rivalry. One thing that I could see upset that is if Chris Paul went to the Spurs. But shit. But damn, Johnny, you're like, sounds like we're a long lost fucking best friends or something. Got, Dude, I know. I got to get up there and see you guys. All the same NBA love, switch trade gang. I'm trying to get up to a uh, glory challenge this year. Oh, no way. Hell yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm trying to get there. Like, uh, I know Alex Forbes is trying to trying to get me there somehow. So, Let's fingers crossed that I get to come to Canada and, Fuck yeah. and actually participate in that. I'd be fucking hyped. Yeah, well, uh, I was going to say we'll watch games, but I think it's a little later. <laughs> it's in September this year. But uh, we'll definitely see you there. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Oh, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, okay, here. So uh, we talked about it a little bit before, but uh, how the hell did you big heal the LBC hubba, man? Take us behind the scenes on that one. I went probably five or six different times. <clears throat> I would try it and we get kicked out. Um, I'd try it and just would run out of energy. Um, then we went back and it was like one of those sessions where everyone's there. Uh, Dan Lou is trying to do cab 540 down the nine. Damn. And um, trying to think, was someone else trying anything over the hubba? I don't think anyone, it's just me and Dan Lou skating it. And then um, Burnett was there, Greg Hunt, Kevin Barnett, Colin Provost, 
Jeremy Leobris, like one of my best friends, Grant, like everyone's dogs. It was just like one of those like moments where I was just like, it's going down. And what's the funniest thing about that is like my, my wife, this is like right when we first met, we had just kind of like started hanging out with each other. She was on the beach with her niece and she was like sitting on the beach and pretty much watched me big spin heel over it. <laughs> rolled away and it was just like so amped ran out there it was like yeah like hyped hanging out with her ran back and then i was like all right i gotta bounce i think there's a game (laughs) (laughs) wow epic spot but of all the tricks i've seen there that one made the least sense because i don't even know how you pop a big spin heel like it doesn't seem like a trick that goes high yeah Yeah. nutty it's that trick is okay so i just think of it as a switch tray so like when you big spin <laughs> heel no like oh, it makes your... sense the catch the catch and the spread oh okay. it's like it comes around and in the way that you catch it is the same way as a switch tray so true that trick i didn't learn big spin heels until i don't know maybe i was like 23 or 24 like i'd never had that trick i can't do them switch at all and that's that's one that kind of baffles me is that I can't switch, or I can't regular tray flip anything big, but I can switch tray it. And then it's like, I can't switch big spin heel flip shit, not even on flat ground, but I could big spin heel like over the hubba. You know? <laughs> so I, it's, it's every skater has like something that they can like do that's easy to them in their mind or just makes more sense than like the basic, but everyone has it. It's yeah. like, just, you got to find it. I don't know. Yeah. But those two tricks, they, they work the same. Just the, the thought process and, like, the, the timing of it. Yeah, for you, uh, I'm trying to think <laughs> of a lot of other switch trayers other than you and, like, maybe P-Rod. I don't know many who have big spin heels and switch trays as, like, two of their go-tos. Paul just knows how to do every single trick, yeah, every true. single try. <clears throat> I've never seen Brian Wenning do a regular big spin heel. He's got very Oh, Brian. Oh, so... How do you guys keep bringing up like relations to a switch tray? Switch tray down Mokba, I did it. I went back on the next trip and I run into Wedding at Mokba. And I don't know if he's on drugs or something, but he uh, he called me out about it. He was like, "Yo, you didn't shh, what the fuck? You didn't know I tried that shit." <laughs> I was like, "I didn't know it was Winning. I did not know it was him." And then someone after the conversation was like. Yo, that was Brian winning. And I'm like, oh my God, it was, huh? I was like, I was tripping out. This dude was like almost trying to like fight me because I switched straight the four block. And he was like, dude, yeah, because he tried it and like didn't get it. Like he was bummed. I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck. All right. Oh. Well, shit, I felt bad that I didn't know it was winning. And then, um, yeah, that was just uh, another random occurrence relation to a switch tray. There's always a switch story tray that goes with switch trays, If but. you're the switch tray general, he's like the god. He, like, inspired the masses on that one. First ones I saw with, like, the butter spread legs and shit. I want to see him in Tim's. Oh, Dude, yeah. switch tray now. Yeah, well, I don't know if you've seen his Instagram. He's shredding hard. No, he's I, haven't, back. I haven't checked his Instagram. Is he? Go, oh, yeah. yeah. He's sober now. He's fucking... He's hungry. He's shredding. Thank God. Fuck, yeah, that's sick. I want to see winning back in, like, like, that Love Park era. If he just got back to, like, that, and right now you could, like, you could totally fucking resurgence and for sure dude check his instagram he's he's on his way switch straight god for sure (laughs) so tell us about that awesome session gap over the handicap rail to the handrail gap to lip slide yeah that that was fucking the worst thing ever 
I found that spot like on a trip previous to that trip and we were driving through there we were in San Antonio and it's like at a church I knew I needed to fix the spot up so I had to go we went to to Home Depot got wood went there and like rolling up to it I was like cool doing it got this lip slide did it pretty quick but I like dragged my tail a little bit and like kind of like it was a weird like roll off the curb and I was like ah and I looked at everyone they're like yeah you should do it again so Greg Hunt's like all right let me just change angles whatever change angles and then that next try I just did not pop right and like my front foot just like I just tried to bail away from it and I was just like I'm gonna fucking clear it I'm gonna clear it and I was like nah I'm not gonna clear it and it got it literally got my tailbone I missed my balls and gooch and everything but it got my tailbone and my asshole and it like flipped me flipped me straight to like scorp so when I like sacked my feet did not touch the ground and it flipped me forward and uh I just remember like there's like three seconds in between the sack and then you realizing what just happened and then all of a sudden it was like i'm shitting my pants that's that this is happening right now it was just like i got hit in the asshole so hard that i just couldn't even control it and it was just like (laughs) i just took off took off fucking running and everyone's like dude what the fuck what's going on and so like dan lu and like gilbert like walked over there and they're like dude are you okay I'm like, yeah, yeah, uh, no, I'm, no, everything's fucked. I have, like, like hospital, like, bile shit and blood all oh. over my T-shirt because I was, like, had to check. So I'm like, dude, Gilbert, Daniel, I was like, can you, f- oh, this is fucked up. You guys got to look and see if I'm, like, cut open, like, gashed to where, do I need stitches? Like, what's going on back there? I couldn't see anything. Oh. So I had to, like, full on, like, in front of the homies, like, spread my cheeks to, like, make oh. sure, like, I'm not, like, cut in half. Oh. And they're like, nah, dude, you're good. <laughs> Fuck. And it's, like, right off. And then um, we got in the fucking van and had to drive to Austin in traffic. It took, like, two hours. And, like, every wow. bump was, like, the worst thing ever. I didn't go straight to the hospital because I was like, ah, oh, like, I'll fucking... Uh, I'm all right. I just sacked the rail, you know? So got back to the, we checked in the hotel. I showered and then like looked and I was like, oh fuck, like this is fucked up. So went out skating with the dudes that night. I could not skate. I just like hung out and just like, just kicked it and was like kind of still freaking out, like kind of in my own head. Like, did I, did I like fuck up something inside my body? Like, so when I got home <clears throat> from the trip, which was like two days later, I was like, a little worried so i went to the doctor and they're like yeah you cracked your tailbone oh and I, he had to like reset my tailbone and that means he had to like pretty much put the gloves on and reset it with his oh fucking hand God. and it was the worst pain ever and then i sat on a donut for like months on end and uh i'm just lucky i didn't have to like shit into a bag the rest of my life or like yeah. have oh a catheter God. or have any of that shit done like he was like you got really lucky just don't skate for a while and it should be good i went to cherry like probably like three months after the slam and i slipped out straight to my ass oh. and it was like it was like reset again like it, i couldn't skate for like almost like a month oh. and then it just it just took like time to heal that thing and then like being able to like comfortably take a slam took a minute but that that shook me that slam was the worst one i've ever taken and like 
I think just mentally like really freaked me out freaked me out about lip sliding rails like that wasn't one that I like wanted to really do I wanted to nose blunt it but uh, I couldn't get enough speed and I felt weird about nose blunting it on that session I was like fuck if I would have just nose blunted it I would have been on that side and my yeah. foot would have been there but it's like all mental so Damn. I'm just psyched I rolled away from it before I like yeah. ended up getting smoked are you done with lip slides now yeah I'm, I'm over lip slides Yo, another <laughs> another me and Johnny connection. That's insane. Uh, I fractured my jaw in a lip slide back in the, like a super long time ago, like probably like ten years ago. No, longer, like twelve, yeah, longer. thirteen years ago. And I I don't fuck with lip slides at all. <laughs> yeah, I sacked I sacked the rail at Corona Park. That like it starts at the top of the quarter pipe. And the quarter pipe goes down, so in the middle, it's like oh, chest, shit. neck high, yeah. and a nolly lip and sacked it when I was like 11 or 12. It was like oh. the first first experience of a sack, and it was like full dangle <laughs> and just like spin over onto your head. Uh. You and Shima both ollied the double wall at Pulaski, where uh, either of you ended up uh, getting a little butt hurt finding out the other one did it. Oh, butt hurt! No. We're just talking. Let's leave uh, his ass out of this. <laughs> taking a couple shots. No, 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 butt hurt. <laughs> Me and Shima are boys. Uh, so I went there with Ave and Dill, and uh, was on a band's trip, and we're skating Pulaski and. They're like, dude, I think it was Dill. He was like, you think you could, you think you could fucking ollie that? I was like, I don't know. I never even thought about it. So, like, I rolled up to it a couple of times. And I'm like, I'll just go super fucking fast and just ollie and see what happens. And I cleared it. So I was like, all right, fucking let's just do this. So then I I don't know how. I just kept landing on my board. And I kept, like, just slipping out. Yeah. But it's the best spot to slip out or it's fall so because yeah. you just fucking slide for so long. So the only thing I was scared of was like the edge the of the corner right of the there. ledge. Yeah. So like I kept that like in my sight and it just kept fucking with me. And then I was like, okay, on the one that I stuck where I almost rolled away, I kind of like tail tapped the ledge and thought I was going straight into it. And then the next try, I like fucking just got it. And I like remember. I don't know. Sometimes you like black out and you do a trick and you don't know what the fuck you're doing and you do Always, something weird yeah. and you're like, why did I do that? I put my fucking hands behind my back. I've never done this before. Rolled away and put my hands behind my back. And I was like, yes. And I'm like, <laughs> watch the footage. I'm like, fuck, man. Why did I do that? That's so weird. I should just fucking all eat again. And then like right then I think I was just like, you know what? It's fucking good. Like we're already like getting away with like skating Pulaski and not getting kicked out. Like yeah. let's just fucking go. So, um, I think Chima ollied it after me, and like he wanted to 180 it, and Damn. Chima's got dude. Chima has fucking pop. Like same with Fanner. Like those dudes, like Fanner could kickflip it if he wanted to. You just gotta go really fucking fast. And it does and take just, you right into the wall. You just gotta like trust your pop and just fucking Float. give it a good one and go as fast as you can. Surprised like Darren Harper, or someone didn't ollie it, like or Reese Forbes or Reese. I uh, can see, yeah. Like the the dudes in that like late '90s era, I'm I'm surprised people had tried it, um, but no one had done it. So what's next for Johnny Layton? I think just like focusing on 
being like the best dad and husband and and grow with vans and eventually maybe just see what see what happens see if i can uh see if i can get something going and start a brand or start a board company or just start something fun with my friends like yeah but my main focus is just like being the best dad i can and being the best husband i can and That's what's up, skating yo. skating when i when i can and enjoying it for what it is and i've got to travel the world and spend years with my friends skating it's like it's been a fucking epic ride and i appreciate all those times and i'm super thankful and fortunate to have all those times because dude i fucking lucked out and met the right people at the right time and just was doing the right fucking switch tray i guess i don't know like (laughs) hell yeah thanks to ed templeton and jeff roley and those were the two dudes, man. They made it happen for me without toy machine vans. Like I wouldn't have. And Thrasher, like honestly, like Mike Burnett, like that dude backed me super hard and got me in the mag as much as possible, and that made the difference between me just being the just the average kid in the mag or like the dude that had the shoe. I don't know. Yeah, you had the machine behind you, but it was a good cause. Galia Mamalu calls it the machine when you got like all the right people backing you to galia do you see him uh he lives on the other like he lives in vancouver but he's definitely the homie sick dude i always was a fan of galia yeah dude nolly big spin back lips yeah he's doing crazy shit way before anyone else was (laughs) yeah fuck legend his nolly game was insane yeah his rail game too just like fucking so technical yeah he's the man so uh how on earth did you slip up and uh let a nude pic hit the internet. Oh, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Come on. We skipped it when your daughter was close by. I was like, we got we got through the interview without mentioning it. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was just like the worst. Uh, <laughs> like my fucking, my heart fell out of my body. And uh, <laughs> I was freaking the fuck out when it happened, dude. I just, it was like just fucking around with the stupid, like the wrong chick. That's yeah. pretty much it. And like, I got back together with my ex, and she got jealous and bummed on that. So she sent it to every skateboarder she knew. And wow. then it was like the <laughs> hottest thing on the internet, dude. Yeah, and I was like, why? <laughs> why does everyone even care to see this? This is just bullshit. Like, just let it go. <laughs> and then it was like, nope, no, no, no one's chance. letting this shit go. It's going to be a board. Yeah. It's going to be like, all over the internet like photoshop crazy like photoshop crazy thanks to like and i found out i was like billy marks and like a bunch of the homies just like just digging my grave even deeper (laughs) just like oh we're gonna put you on top of shamu and like we're gonna put like like eight dicks and they're all moving all at once and it's just like dude enough okay just the photo itself and like the my fucking face right in it okay you don't need to do anything more i've already i got i got the point that's I fucked up. Man. That's wow. amazing. So, but uh, yeah, the funniest thing after that is like I don't know, some time went by and then I met my my wife now and like when we first met I was like we're kind of getting tight with each other I, I think I could tell you this and told her and she was like what <laughs> she's like no way so she, at that point it was like I think she was like putting my number in her phone. And she, like, put J-Lay Dick Pick as my name in her phone. Wow. And it was like that up until we, like, got married. And I was like, yeah, change that. <laughs> change that shit. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. But 
I got I got, I just gotta laugh about it now, man. It's been it's just funny. It's yeah. been a while. I think the one thing that really like freaked me out was Dakota Serval turned pro, and I show up to like this surprise party for Dakota, and I get there, and it is blown up, like five foot tall by like three feet wide. <laughs> the only thing other than Dakota's board on the wall oh and everyone's like hanging out drinking i walk in everyone's like yeah I'm like oh my god what the hell's going on here and then sinclair had like a fog machine he's like fog machining like the headphones he's like fog machining the photo and i'm standing there like drinking a beer i don't know it's just hectic that's fucking amazing but that dick made this little girl <laughs> <laughs> And she's the best thing in the world, huh? (laughs) (laughs) See, I gotta just like laugh about it and and make jokes about it because it was definitely a a mistake. People have short memories nowadays, you know. It's, I mean, not that people are forgetting, but if Draymond Green could get away with it, you know, you can get away with it. Google doesn't forget shit. I'm like so surprised that I even have a job at Vans because if you Google my name, the first thing that pops up in images is like, or you're typing it and it's like Johnny Layton shower, Johnny Layton shower scene, Johnny Layton dick pic, and you're just like, I just want to look up like Johnny Layton skateboarding, and it's like, no, we need the shower first. <laughs> I'm doomed. Damn, that's gold. God, it's gonna be really hard for her to like. Oh, my daddy pro skater, and then like, oh, we'll Google him. Oh my God! <laughs> hopefully, enough time will have passed that it won't be there. Yeah, hopefully, the internet just like. Oh, you know what? Gets press the reset button on the internet. No, you know, nice. you know what you can do to make sure it's gone. Switch Trey Wallenberg, and that'll take over as the number one hit. Yeah, for your name. that would be that That's would be some it. extra incentive right, right. there. <laughs> that is a great incentive. <laughs> I'll take Wallenberg over the over the shower brother for sure. <laughs> it's that time, y'all. Rapid fire with the ghost. Brought to you by Tiki Room and Regina. They just got in welcome spring part two collection with new shapes and graphics be sure to check out the he do rick on moon trimmer 2.0 beauty 8.5 board with a shovelish nose available in store and online at tikiroomskateboards.com favorite skater jeff roley favorite video welcome to hell favorite video part arto and sorry favorite style brian anderson most talented skateboarder on planet Earth. A shot wear. Favorite trick? Switch trick. Ha! My dude. Of course. Hardest trick for you? Nolly heel flips and switch heel flips. Most illegal trick? The sex change. I'm just not into it. Favorite clip you've ever gotten? I don't know. Ollie, Ollie Pulaski probably because it it hadn't been done and it was, uh, it was just a spur of the moment. And it was kind of like an idea of, hey. Just the fact that it came from Dill and Abe, and I didn't even see it there. And they're like, "You should, you should ollie this thing." And I just, I think that's the one for me. Sick. What's the best trick never caught on film that you did? I've done like a switch tray nose blunt. Woo! <laughs> but it wasn't like it wasn't like I was, it was at a skate park. That that's probably like one that I didn't film. That like nowadays I'm like this is probably like eight years ago. And 
Yeah, it is. And it was just at a skate park on a random toy machine trip. And I've been able to like flip into that trick easy because of the way you catch the switch tray. And it was at a toy machine demo and I literally did it first try. And I like was like, okay. Wow. Did anyone just fucking see that? <laughs> because I just blew my own mind. I was like, that's probably the one that like hasn't. I mean, Shane O'Neill's doing them now on ledges and stuff, and I'm sure he's done it on a rail already, but when Guy Mariano did the switch tray nose grind, that's when I was like, okay, someone's just going to do it, and I never got to do, I never got the, never got it on film, so. Damn, that's epic. What's the one trick that got away? Switch tray Wallenberg, and it was just like, under my feet, I just, I'm not going to be psyched if I'm 40 and I'm like, fuck, I didn't switch tray Wallenberg, you know, like. Guilty pleasure skater. Maybe Gareth Stair. I loved Gareth. <laughs> they had fucking wildest style and like, oh, you know what? Like wildest style, but fucking best dude and was gnarly as fuck, but just had the craziest style to where you're like, this dude's going to die rolling up to a rail. It was Ben Gilly. Oh, ben Gilly was fucking epic. Epic dude, grinding some of the gnarliest shit. And I think that's, that's like not a lot of people were into him because his steez and like how like stock he was but like dude he was fucking sick favorite local brand goodworth favorite local skater billy davenport uh julian davidson how about that juju's our boy favorite teammate ever matt bennett worst company uh i could go so many ways with this one hey can you please stop acting like a doggy and stop crawling under that, please. I don't know, any massive corporation that doesn't, uh, isn't skater ran, I guess. Like, I mean, Vans is an exception. Like, we <laughs> support skateboarding 100% from the beginning. I guess Nike, I'll just throw it out there. <laughs> hey, it is what it is, you know. Damn, B. Guess you guys ain't, ain't as tight anymore, are you? Yeah, you're my dude, but you know what I'm saying? I'm a Nike guy. Worst trend. Yeah, the body burials. I can't do it. Not into it. I feel you. Please, just wait one second, okay? I know. I know, baby. Worst style. I don't know, just like Nate Sherwood or someone that just is just doing weird shit out there. Todd Falcon. I don't. Todd Falcon. That's great style. <laughs> Last person you want on the sesh. The first thing that popped in my mind was Leo, but I wasn't gonna say Leo. <laughs> I I love Leo, dude. Like he's he's a good dude, and we just something that just went weird there for a second. I think our personalities just clash. Yeah, not Leo, but not Leo. <laughs> All right. If uh, if you don't have another one, then I'm gonna run with that, and that's uh that's a wrap, baby. You have great patience, man. Thank you. Oh, dude. Being a dad, you have to have patience and learn a lot of shit. Being, hey, like she just threw her toy at my work computer. Sick. Yeah, you're going to get time out right now for that, okay? Oh, no, I want to get time out. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate you having me on. And sorry, it was kind of difficult to do it with a toddler. And. And then me, just like, I'm like nervous, I'm like sweating, it's like, I'm like, my daughter, she just pissed all over the beanbag, I had to change her mid-sesh, I'm like, but this was a really cool experience, guys, like, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to uh, 
to do to do this. I know it's late there, and but uh, from one skateboarder and huge basketball fan to another, thank you. Fuck yeah! Hey, we appreciate you, man. And Hell yeah! Looking forward to seeing you at the uh, Glory Challenge. Hell yeah! Uh, I'll be hitting you guys up when I get up there. We're gonna hang out. All right. All right. Hell yeah! Later, Johnny. All right, dudes. Take it easy. What's up, y'all? We about to head into the post office, brought to you by our good friends at Time Bomb Trading. Today, Edney's is announcing the release of a vegan high-performance skate shoe, the Jameson, inspired by our good friend and great friend of the show, Ryan Lay, and Sheep Shoes. Edney's has set out to create a durable skate shoe free of all animal products for all skaters. The Jameson is available now at finer skate shops worldwide. You've got mail. All right, we got an email here from Andrew Cunningham. What's up, guys? From good old Portland, Oregon. It's finally getting sunny around here, and I hope the same for you guys. I know you guys do favorite skate moment and guilty pleasure skater, but my question is who's the best skater you've seen in person, live and just killing it? Preferably someone who us listeners would know. That's easy. Shane O'Neill. I was uh, insane. I've never seen anyone land so many tricks that would take me like 10 days to land in like a one hour period. Not to mention tricks I could never land if my life depended on it. I said 10 days. <laughs> uh, I'm going from the same demo, primitive team for sure. Carlos Ribeiro. That man's savage. Uh, next up, we got an email from Sean Morales coming in hot. <laughs> Yo, Bun, longtime listener, first time writer. Love the pod. But seriously, you're getting mail from two legitimate East Coast legends, Aaron Sazat and Ted Barrow, and you're acting like there's some old kooks. You need to write this wrong and put some serious respect on their names. I think he's talking to you, bro. Don't, don't be looking <laughs> over here at me. Well, I didn't. I don't think I said a thing to Aaron. That was just the uh, the uh, businessman who was actually one of my favorite humans in the world now. Yep. He's not a businessman though. With he's an economist. An Come economist. on, we learned that. Yeah, just watch some of his footy. Uh, Sean sent a couple of links to some clips. Uh, Hella dope quarter snacks remix. <laughs> and then my main man Ted Barrow. My you're, bad, Doug. Your main man now, eh? <laughs> How quickly things change. My man switch backtailed flushings. You know what I'm saying? He's blasting switch trays. He's a boss on the skateboard. <laughs> Ted Barrow, major shouts. But, <laughs> but, yo, yo, yo. I still think that question was kind of, you know. You weren't feeling it last week. It was just, sure. it was just weird analysis of our skating. Basically, Saber thinks he can uh, dip and dunk on. On high ledges too. No, I just don't don't put the ghost in a box is what he's saying, fam. No, I I jib ledges, <laughs> skate low ledges, skate high ledges, and so does Dono. I don't know. Maybe I was just in a bad mood last week. <clears throat> but you're both fucking dope skaters, Sean. <laughs> you know, I guess sometimes you got to put me in my place. We got to uh, look up Sean though. We yeah. Check this man out, yo. You know, I still stand by what I said. It might have been a little harsh, but uh, Ted, you're a legend. Clearly wasn't aware respect uh i could not stand idly by to such disrespect also i read the ghost as a part-time production assistant but what's donovan's day job when he's not bunting 
my skate career is popping right now <laughs> getting mad skate checks now nah, i'm just playing i'm just a blue collar union worker working at the beer store working on the bunt and uh skating so just trying to keep busy much love sean from california still uh, p.s i'd like to hear a count on boxes promised to the ghost versus boxes received the boxes from guests is like zero yeah we haven't got one box from a guest <laughs> <laughs> so you do the math however many times i've asked and been told yes has no guest sent us anything i don't think we'll so. have to get back to them on that yeah i uh, did want that jed anderson box so come on man yeah same city bro aaron those socks dog i mean it's only been a week but i'm still waiting and the sammy winter last call that, that's a long ways away though so <laughs> yeah but we can't we'll, get we'll the give promo them one code month. remember oh yeah <laughs> shouts to you sean moving on next up we got an email from scott harris hey what's up guys i've been working in thailand but i'm born and raised just outside of toronto and oakville one of my favorite parks first question is if you have any crazy and notable stories from traveling to other countries with your skateboards uh off the top quick story from detroit we skated this rail in front of a uh, car dealership at night and the, i guess it was in a bad neighborhood we weren't sure and the cops came and kicked us out and we're like fuck we're gonna get tickets or whatever and the cops just came and they were like what the hell are you guys doing here and we're like oh here we go and they're like do you know how bad this neighborhood is like do you know how many homicides there's been here in the last month and they just made us leave because they were more concerned about our safety than us skating private property so that was that was jokes cops came through for the skaters i can't think of any other ones off the top of my head so secondly he has a sports question do you agree with what people are saying about the current NBA and that the regular season is becoming boring as hell because we all know the two teams that will be facing off in the finals? Keep up the great work on the pod. Also, shout out to my dogs at the Glen Abbey Rec Center. You know, we're on the eve, like a uh, couple minutes away from watching game one of the Western Conference Finals. And uh, I might just have to go on wax and say, I think the San Antonio Spurs are going to win <laughs> a game or two uh, and make a series of it. But... Yeah, I don't. I didn't think the regular season was boring at all because plenty of other superstars in the league. But at the end of the day, we all did know who'd be winning. Yeah, the regular season's still fun. I think the last month and a half is when it really starts to get boring and you're ready for the playoffs. But <clears throat> like me and Dono always do, we join a fantasy league and that makes the regular season so much so, better. So much better. Uh, this year, I think there was a record 9 or 13 players that averaged 25 points or more. That's a lot of fucking stars in the league, man. It's uh, definitely still a, a good regular season league to watch. What was uh, a memorable moment from the NBA season for you, the regular season? What, what would you take away from this season? Mine would be probably the emergence of Isaiah Thomas and John Wall. Just love watching those two go at it. Regular season. This year, I really liked, obviously, watching the Greek Freak take his game to the next level and you know he's going to be a perennial all-star. But that's an obvious one. I really, really liked watching Bradley Beal make it through the entire regular season without getting hurt. Because I think before this year, he, the most games he'd played in his first three or four years was 65. And uh, he was able to stay on the court. And he definitely got snubbed as an all-star. And he's still balling out of control in the playoffs. Bradley Beal, big shouts. 25 in the first half, dog. As Avery Bradley. Who, who are you talking? Bradley Beal. Uh. <laughs> hey, yeah. Same series. I love when you fuck up like I fuck I'm up hockey. Sleeping right now. 
All right. Next up, we got an email from Andrew Kolomitz. Yo, coming in hot from Charlotte. First things first, shout out to the bunt. Always keeping it real and speaking the truth. Me and some of the homies got in a burnt out skate debate, and I thought the topic was hella funny. Where do y'all stand on this shit? Andrew Allen versus Jamie Foy, aka Flavor versus Straight Drop. That's some celebrity deathmatch type shit. Who takes the cake in that heavy set barn burner? I'm gonna go Andrew Allen all day. If we're talking fighting or skateboarding, but I think you're talking skating, uh, I'll take that AA flavor. Jamie Foy is a fucking beast on a skateboard and he's next level talented, but you know what I'm saying? These days, with as many skaters as there are out there, at least me, I pick my favorites based on style because there's too many dudes getting gnar on buck rails that if you don't have style, I don't care. Doesn't even matter if you're good at skateboarding anymore. I don't really need to answer this question. It's pretty obvious. <laughs> All right, next up, we got an email titled Mosh Retirement. Yo, Ghost and D Jones. Who is your favorite, more known for skating transition skater to watch street? I think we can all agree on Grant Taylor, but who else? And vice versa. Looking forward to more episodes again. Thanks for the entertainment. All right, we'll start off with the more known for skating transition skater. I'm going to go keep it Canadian. I'm going to say Riley Bolin. Guy fucks up the tranny easy. And then, you know, wanders out into the... uh, into the streets from time to time, I guess. I don't know him too well, but I'm always down for some rally bowling footy. And then to go back the other way, uh, a street skater who could get down on some tranny. Uh, I originally picked Corey Kennedy because, you know, he's got them tranny skills, but then my senses came to me. Easy answer. Tom Penny. No problem. Frontside flip this, back tail that. Let's go. I'm going street skater who's good at tranny. Vander Linden kid, Ashad Ware, and Tranny Skater. I don't really have one, but Keegan Sauter if I had to pick, but he's like half half. <laughs> so it's harder than you think. Like I was thinking back to Bob Burnquist and Minnick Matty, nose grinding rails with like wristbands on and shit. Uh, You're on one today. It's harder than you think. Try and think every time you think you have a transition skater who skates street you realize they're actually a street skater street skaters okay and homie had a a ps question did you guys know that dennis schroeder skates for the record do you know who you're talking to of course we knew dennis schroeder skates with the front side flips come on blood front side flipping like five stairs back in the day baby rondo shouts to schroeder next up email from mark broughton what's up my dudes Love the show. You guys kill it. Lots of listeners out here. Nelson, BC. <laughs> Hell yeah, Nelson. <laughs> Have you guys noticed that 50-50s on rails changed in the last few years? I think I'm around the same age as you guys. And I remember when uh, someone would 50 a rail, they would just jump on, ride the middle, and hang on. Uh, now that folks are riding bigger trucks, they seem to have that side-to-side truck lock going. And now the kids are chomping uh, rails never thought possible. So my question to you is, which way do you 50-50 a rail? Are you rocking old school, like you're still riding 129s, or have you adapted to the new lock method? Me personally, I still have yet to figure out the truck lock method, but that's partly because 50-50s on rails are hella scary. Uh, I'm with you. I just don't 50-50 rails. It's a great approach to the problem of not being able to lock in and uh, avoid injury. Except when you got them Elijah Burls on. Oh, shit, yeah. Forgot about all that juice. Yeah, so I just do the new lock approach when I'm grinding through the kinks, you know. Makes it a little bit easier. But I also don't think that anybody ever just hops on in the middle and rides it out because 
not very possible at all. Shout out to still having tight trucks and 50-50ing both wheels locked on the side. You know what I'm saying? Shouts to Wade D, Morgan, Cody Brown, myself. We, we keep it with the old school 50-50 locks. Okay. My trucks are too tight to, uh, I, don't need, I, I don't understand that shit either. Like back 50s that the kids be doing these days, fucking with the like, it looks like a feeble grind almost. I wish I could do it though. Tell you that much. Turn up. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up the post office. Love doing this one. And uh, without y'all sending in the emails, we wouldn't be able to. So uh, thank y'all. Y'all know what time it is. The Rundown, the Skateboard World Source for Sports. We into the conference finals in the NBA and the NHL. So you know we got topics off the dome. The Ghost, first things first. Where the hell did James Harden disappear to in Game 7, bro? It's a good question, yo. That was a Where's Waldo thing. Man was straight gone. <clears throat> Never seen someone look so disengaged from a game that everyone had them down as winning easily. No Kawhi Leonard on the other side. Finished with 10 points at like six turnovers. Seemed like 16. Yeah, that was a, a weird one. I think there something happened behind the scenes that uh, we still don't know because it looked like he lost on purpose. That was some really weird shit. Reminiscent of Kobe in 2006 when he just started passing the ball like crazy when they were up 3-1 against the Suns and then it was game seven, everyone was saying he should pass more. And so he barely shot and they lost almost to prove a point. I don't know what James Harden was trying to prove, but that was weird shit, man. That was weird. But when all fails in the Western Conference, we were saved by John Wall and Isaiah Thomas, another classic game, probably one of the best of the season, to be honest. John Wall strikes again, man. We are uh, about a day away from game seven. And uh, we made our predictions earlier. You sticking with the Wiz or what? I'm sticking with the Wiz, man. Yeah. I mean, we both said Wizards in six. Yeah, one game late. It's all right. And they let one of those first two games in Boston get away from them. So, you know what I'm saying? Our prediction's off. But I think they're coming in with a vengeance and some, some crazy momentum after that huge swing at the end of game Ooh. six that was insane john wall steps into a deep three he's not the best three-point shooter mm -mm. i was like no 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 yes yes <laughs> yes yes i think bradley beal was the same same boat as you oh yeah that play was you could it was for him you could tell it was it was designed for him john wall was just in the corner doing nothing beal's trying to come off screens gets caught up wall's like oh shit let me get this shit you know what i'm saying <laughs> you gotta love Boom. that though stepped up Blasted it in my favorite player's face, Avery Bradley. I love you. You're fucking on a mission in these playoffs, scoring 20 plus in a bunch of games these days. You helped put away the Bulls. You dropped 25 in the first half of game Ooh. five. My dude, so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I know you. Jesus. But uh, no, you know, he's my I new favorite player now that Kobe retired. So he's a hell of a player. It's great to see him. Uh, step his game up but we're in for a fucking barn burner in game, game seven. seven cannot wait for that john wall man let's see it beal let's see it but either way okay one more thing we can talk about about the wizards probably the greatest sports clip i've ever seen markeith morris celebrating the win walking down the tunnel sees dusty old stephen a smith standing there by himself probably had the most serious look on his face i've ever seen and just gives him the biggest smack on the ass and shook the whole man's body man i died 
Uh, Stephen A. I love Stephen A. In those moments, yeah, because he's just he can laugh at himself sometimes, but then he gets too serious on the show sometimes. Why was he there? Because, Standing there by himself. I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> man. So I don't know odd. why he goes to games. Like when you listen to him talk on first take, it just sounds like if he knows what he's talking about, I feel like someone told him what to say, and otherwise he's just talking out of his ass, and it makes no sense. Oh, that oh. should kill me though. Markeith, mad respect to you, man. All right, we're watching the game right now. It's Sunday afternoon. Y'all heard my prediction. Spurs and Warriors. I say the Spurs win a couple games, but... What's your official prediction? I'll go 4-2 for the Warriors, unfortunately. But I'll be cheering for the Spurs. But if I had to bet money, I'd obviously... It's hard to bet against that fucking big four. Big four cocksuckers is what they are. I'm tempted to claim the sweep, but (laughs) I got too much respect for Pop and Kawhi. So, Warriors in five. Waiting in the wings. LeBron James waiting for these guys to duel it out after game seven. Do either of them stand a chance against the Cavs or what, buddy? Oh, man. This is exactly what happened last year. Cavs swept the first two rounds and were just chilling, waiting for the Raps who went through two grueling seven-game series. They're going to have a nice and banged-up Wizards or Celtics who both uh, had six game series in the first round and now they're going seven. They're gonna be gassed. Yeah, emotionally too. Yeah, like John Wall was so hyped after winning game six. You might have thought he won the championship. He's gonna have to recharge for the conference finals. And he's saying like, oh, this is what I dream of, you know, one game away from the conference finals. So it's like he already won his championship and he's gonna show up to the next round feeling accomplished and probably get smacked. So let's put it on wax just for fuck's sakes. So the, we got the Cavaliers just waiting for them. Do either of them stand a chance? And uh, how many games do you think it takes the Cavs to dismiss them? If the Wizards make it through, I say Cavs in six. If the Celtics make it through, Cavs in six. <laughs> Celtics in seven. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> It's a five-game series either way. LeBron and Kyrie ain't playing. Boston or Washington might might win one, but they're too rested and they too charged up in Cleveland, man. Real talk. All right, moving on from the hardwood to the ice rink. Seifa's uh, area of expertise. I'm going to quiz him on a couple questions here. Who do we have in the Western Conference Finals, my man? Two teams left. Are the Oilers in the West? Yeah, the Oilers just... They lost a tough game seven. Oh, fuck. Okay, so that was against Nashville. It wasn't against Nashville, but Nashville's one of the two teams. Yes, yeah. I said Nashville's <laughs> taking it all, yo. So Nashville's so, alive, and they're playing. The LA Kings, I didn't hear their name earlier, no. Um, it's a California team, so you're on to something there. The, I don't know any other California hockey teams. Don't they have three? Yeah. The San Jose Sharks and the Anaheim Ducks. Oh. So it's Nashville and Anaheim. Game one went to overtime. Big time win for your yeah. Nashville Predators. Yeah. Yo, the Preds. And overtime. P.K. Subban feeds it down low to James Neal. And that's it. Man, there's nothing better than overtime hockey, I tell you. Oh, the P.K. is fucking on Nashville? Yes. No wonder I had like this draw to them i didn't even know that it's your boy down there support that scarborough nigi and then in the eastern conference finals who who do we have we have the pittsburgh penguins there we go and the ottawa senators we do and game one popped off just a few days ago and uh oh it was last night actually i just watched the game saturday night also went to overtime damn yeah do we know who won 
Senators. You're right. <laughs> Ottawa out to an early lead against Pittsburgh. Didn't see this coming. Man, sometimes they're just teams of destiny, bro. And uh, it might be time for me to get out of Ottawa's way. Stop hating and enjoy this one for Canada. But you know I can't do that shit because this is my least favorite team in the league, man. Come on, let's be real. Pittsburgh, bro, I need y'all. Let's get it. Yo, shouts, shouts to you, Wade. I know you stressing, losing hairs, fucking copping gray hairs, watching them sends. But uh, maybe I'll come over and watch a game this week because the NBA is fucking cheesing me these days. That's the thing. Like, someone was asking me the other day, like, oh, man, Wade must be talking so much shit to you about uh, Ottawa doing so well. And I'm like, that man is probably so stressed out that he ain't talking shit to no one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's at home. The deeper you get, the more worried you are <laughs> about losses. And then you worry as soon as you say something, it's going to go bad. <laughs> All right. That's it for the NHL. But uh, so you have a prediction for Nashville. Are you going to make a prediction in the other series? Come on, dog. Nashville in six and uh, Sens in seven. Woo-hoo! Damn. All right. I'll go opposite. I'll go with the Ducks. Come from behind. Ryan Getzlaff, man on a mission. If we can get Corey Perry to get the wheels turning, there'll be no time before the Predators are sent home. And then, yeah, I, I already said it. I hope Pittsburgh wins in uh, five games because Ottawa already won one. I got one more prediction. The NHL finals are going to be shit because all these teams are getting so banged up and playing long-ass series. They're going to run out of gas by the time the finals come. That's why they always say in the NHL, the best playoff hockey is the first round because uh, you just can't do it, man. It's You can't play the same guy seven times in such a physical and grueling thing. It's just mentally exhausting, physically exhausting. By the time they get there, they're dust, man. Yeah. Like Cody Brown on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been watching, but I, all I've been hearing is that game sevens have been popping left, right, and center. So. And overtime, man. God it damn. seems like every Hell game overtime. goes to fucking overtime. I, uh, that's a wrap. Sid the Kid, your time has come. You're dust. <laughs> we'll catch y'all next week with some more sports. Peace, y'all. Peace, y'all.